Welcome to the podcast of Bar Mentor PH, where we learn how to prepare for the bar exam. I'm Attorney Jericho Dalperto. I'll be your mentor and host for this podcast. Back in law school, I used to work as a research assistant at the UP Law Center under the Trainings and Convention Division or TCD. The division was in charge of providing law seminars, uh, workshop, and training to various organizations. It included the Philippine National Police. Um, I recall there were seminars provided to teachers, to barangay personnel. Basically, uh, whatever organization that may request for uh, legal education on certain topics. Most importantly, the division was in charge of providing for the Mandatory Continuing Legal Education or MCLE. And for our purposes, the bar exam review of the UP Law Center. I worked there, I think, for a good three years, starting in my third year or junior year, uh, and continued to my fourth year, and even on the year of my bar review and uh, bar exam. It was an interesting and unique experience working in the division, particularly in relation to the bar exam, because I had the unique experience of um, assisting in the discussions and dialogues of a lot of experts, legal experts, from retired justices and judges, deans, law professors, um, practitioners who congregate or um, assemble on the week following a bar exam subject. Let's say, for instance, um, after the exam on political law. The Sunday after the days after that Sunday, usually it's about Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, around those days. These legal experts would assemble or would uh, convene a meeting and discuss the bar exam questions. What were they trying to accomplish? Essentially, these legal experts would provide for suggested answers to the bar exam. If you happen to have seen that book uh, entitled Suggested Answers to the Bar Exam, printed by the UP Law Center, I'm referring to those contents in there. Essentially, what would they do? What they'll do is they will provide for their own answers to each question of a bar exam subject. In our example, we were referring to political law. 
so you have this around 10 to around 10 to 15 usually around that number um, lawyers practitioners judges deans prof law professors justices judge um, known in that particular field of law and what is interesting is it is usual or often that one particular that one question let's say an essay problem would have more than one way or one answer to it one more than one way to answer it that's why if you've ever opened a book or that book at the time referring to the suggested answer to the bar exam you'll notice there are certain questions which have an alternative answer so for example number three there would be an essay problem and then there would be a suggested answer or the primary answer which is usually the popular or common answer by these experts and then, in some cases, there would be an alternative uh, suggested answer. Sometimes there's just, there's just one alternative, but sometimes it can take to two or three alternative answer. Why does that happen? There are times when there are or there may be various legal bases that can be used to answer that particular question like one could focus on a statute like a republic act or another can focus on an implementing rules and regulation while another could focus on a jurisprudence this is not just a um, rehash of a law in a statute or in a case law we're referring to totally different principles or rules which can be applied to the case so that's what what can happen or sometimes when you read the question particularly if the question is not well formulated meaning it is, it is susceptible to various interpretations then depending on what you focus on on what particular fact circumstances or situation in the essay problem then you could then you might have different answers so it was very um, interesting for me at that time as a law student um, I was in my third year and then a year after in my fourth year it was reassuring to see that um, we have these legal experts, even them, as experts already. It is possible that there could be more than one way, could be more than one answer to the bar exam. So, you have all of these legal experts providing for their opinion. And oftentimes, when they have dialogues or discussions, particularly if one expert would comment on the... Uh, alternative alternative viewpoint of another expert 
then it is always usually resolved in favor of the bar examinee. So they always take into consideration the bar examinee. And I'm telling you that right now to give you an assurance that the uh, legal experts have you in mind as bar examinees. So you can also expect that the bar examiner would also have that same mentality. Also do note that most of these legal experts that convene, some of them were also previous bar examiners. I had the privilege of um, sitting through a lot of these uh, previous bar examiners and uh, learned how they think, how they would formulate problems, questions, and answers um, related to the bar exam. So going back, so these legal experts would come up with a um, a submission, if that's what it's called, uh, meaning an output, a written output, to be given to the uh, chairperson and the bar examiner. And it is uh, entitled as Suggested Answers to the Bar Exam. Um, why is that important? Or why, why do they do it? Well, it is to call the attention or bring uh, into the awareness of the chairperson or bar examiner that there could possibly be various answers. Um, it is a it is welcomed by the chairperson and bar examiner because, as you might have experienced throughout law school, when there is an essay problem, um, it can be susceptible to various interpretations and various ways of applying the law, which could result in different kinds of answers. So, um, all of these suggested answers will be reviewed by the chairperson and the bar examiner and taken into consideration when they uh, check for the um, test booklets of the bar examinees. So, um, take that into consideration. You have legal experts who formulate answers, suggested answers, and they always take into consideration how the bar examinee might have read the problem or what legal basis that he or she may have used. And these answers may actually be correct. The, these answers might not be what the examiner was thinking of when he or she develop the question notwithstanding it is a viable answer it is a unacceptable answer to the um, bar exam question and thus it should be given credit usually in a bar exam you have a five point uh, essay exam question so if the if there's an alternative answer 
and some bar examinees would use that alternative answer, then they could be given full credit, uh, up to five points, or partial credit, like four or three points, depending on how the student presented the answer. But definitely not zero. So take that into consideration. Um, the bar exam uh, um, mainly are uh, invested on it. It is not a zero-sum uh, exam. When I say zero-sum, it's like um, either you win or you fail. Rather, there are many people who are um, aiming for the successful uh, taking or passing of bar examinees. So there, that is uh, one thing encouraging for you when you uh, take the bar exam. That is also why, the re why you should not discuss your answers after the bar exam, by the way. Because neither of you could be correct or both of you would be correct, whoever it is uh, you are talking to, whether you're classmates or schoolmates or friends in law school. Um, if you have different answers, what would likely happen is that you might be disheartened, demotivated, discouraged, and that could affect your mindset in taking the other exam subjects. So it really would not benefit you at all to discuss your answers. If you want to discuss your answers, maybe after the whole bar exam, after the November, after taking all of the eight bar exam subjects, then you can discuss because you won't be affecting uh, the other bar exam uh, subjects. So uh, because I just told you earlier, even legal experts sometimes have different answers and they are correct in some form or another. So there's no benefit, nothing to gain uh, by discussing answer. There's only um, something to lose, particularly your motivation, focus, and discipline uh, in taking the remaining bar exam subject. So there. Um, be diligent, continue to be focused, and um, be disciplined in your approach or strat uh, strategy to your bar exam review and on the day when you take the uh, bar exam. Because again, there are many people, there are many uh, lawyers and judges, judges, justices, experts, who are gunning for your success to pass the bar exam. Addendum. Part of my work as a research assistant at that time was to attend these uh, discussions by legal experts who provide for uh, suggested answers to the bar exam. Uh, during the meeting, we would rec record their um, discussions and viewpoints for purposes of creating or drafting the uh, final submission that would be submitted to the Supreme Court. Most of the time, these legal experts have already encoded 
or typewritten their uh, suggested answers. So we just gather uh, them. Well, some of them um, prefer to provide their answers on the spot or maybe they have already written down or annotated the bar exam uh, questions, the copies that they have, and then they will discuss it on the spot. That's why we are there to capture um, alternative answers which may not be in typewritten form. So I had also the help of some uh, law students who were uh, my juniors, uh, who were uh, one year uh, below me. So after the discussions, we gather all of the um, typewritten submissions, we compare notes with my fellow research assistants, and then we encode it into one file. We integrate everything. And then we um, uh, submit it to our boss, who will review it, and thereafter, um, if there are no corrections, it will be forwarded to the chairperson of that uh, group or committee. And then it would be finally submitted to the Supreme Court. So the final draft usually is the one that is printed on that book entitled Suggested Answers to the Bar Exam. So that is the making of that uh, book.